What's good, y'all? This is another episode of Monday Night Take brought to you by me and TR, the Panther and TR Swain, to be exact. So, um, you know, shout out to the Come Up series. We've got another action-packed episode tonight. Um, super excited to talk about everything that transpired in the markets today. So like, share, comment below, and, um, you know, send this over to a good friend of yours, family members, and get ready. We're ready to rock and roll. So, well, let's get it. That's honey. So what's going on, TR? How you feeling this week so far? Oh my gosh, Lawrence. I'm feeling rejuvenated. I was so sick, y'all, but I feel so much better. How are you feeling today? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. I cannot complain at all. So uh had a good workout, got a haircut, good solid little day. So, you know, I'm cool. I'm cool. I can't complain. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's awesome. I just did a Caribbean workout. I'm going to Carnival, y'all, later this July. So I'm so excited. I'm Jamaican. So yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Enjoy, 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 have a good time. So, yo, I mean, we're going to pretty much get right into it tonight. We're going to cut to the chase. Um, and so, yeah, man, um, you know, first thing foremost, you know, I want to I want to pretty much start off tonight's show talking about execution. So I want to take a couple of minutes just to really talk about execution tonight. Right. It's good to get all the information in the world. You know, it's good to, you know, attend seminars. It's good to attend classes. It's, it's good to watch YouTube. Right. It's good to be on a YouTube channel. But there's nothing like just going out there and just executing, right? Actually doing, actually doing, implementing the things that you're learning about, implementing the things that, you know, you're aspiring to become good at, right? Um, implementation and execution is everything. So, you know, I just wanted to reiterate that. Um, don't get caught in analysis paralysis. I think a lot of times, anything in life, right? You know, a lot of times, whether not even just talking about trading markets, whatever. Right. But even outside in your everyday life, just go out there and just make decisions to just go out there and win. And that's just the reality for me is just like, yo, execution. You can never really be mad at yourself if, you know, you might have made a mistake. You, you know, it, it might have took a loss, whatever, whatever it might may have been, whatever. But you can never really ultimately be mad at yourself. Just go out there and just continue to execute. I just wanted to hammer that point home. Because, you know, I have a lot of conversations with people and a lot of times people get caught up in analysis paralysis where, you know, they're like, yo, I need to do X, Y, Z before I can do this. Right. And, um, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, those mental blocks and hurdles that we always got to get over. So wanted to start the show off by just really saying that and addressing that. So, um, you know, a lot to talk about. I know last week we spoke a lot about earnings. Right. Um, this week we had the Federal Reserve. Uh, you know, J.P. Morgan uh, had a bold move buying, you know, First Republic Bank's assets. So I want to get into that because yeah. you know, one of the things that we talked about here on the show that the banks honestly would never fail and big bank take little bank. I think that is pretty much what you saw today. You know, someone asked me to, you know, sum it up into a you know sentence. Big bank take little bank. Simple, simple as that. So, uh, T.R., uh, what's good in your world? So I can say that. I was really positive last week, um, like before we saw all of the earnings. And what's interesting is that I'm just seeing a pattern, Lawrence. So with all these companies, right, Google, Microsoft, like all of these companies, they all did well. They all surpassed all of their goals this first quarter. But what's interesting is that this is going to take a direct hit on the labor market. 
market. So I just want to bring to everyone's attention, all right, 2027, we're going to be at a deficit by 14 million jobs, okay? We're like, what is this, like almost like three and a half years away from that? And I just want to tell you, say now is the time. So Lawrence just mentioned the importance of execution. Now is the time to get ahead. You all. I just share with you, if this is okay, I just want to share like the most 10 jobs that will be gone, okay? By 2027, get everyone's attention. So first it is bank tellers, postal <laughs> service clerks, cashiers, executive assistants, material clerks, stocking clerks, accounts payable, payroll clerks, all of this. Everything's going to be taken over by five. Even we're going to see it there too. Now, in terms of like those in-demand jobs that we're seeing, it's all literally all tech, right? All cyber. So AI, so our intelligence and machine learning is going to be the number one job, okay? In terms of openings. And then it's going to be followed by sustainability specialists. And then you're going to have business intelligence analysts. I'm hopefully I'm not going too fast, y'all, right? Um, next, we're going to have information security analysts, fintech engineer, all, I mean, I would like to say like they're all, I guess, like altered around cybersecurity. Yeah, but now we're interested in intelligence, right? Now is the time if I want to get these certifications, please. So in general, y'all, to give you some more context, <clears throat> by seven, AI is going to be nearly a quarter of all the jobs that we Oh, no, he's saying that, oh, no, he's saying that my, my um, signal's choppy. Sorry about that. We had a um, storm where I'm at, so. Yeah, probably uh, what you should probably do is probably I'll come back. Yeah, I'll come back. Yeah, come back. Yeah, okay. let's do that again, and um, I'll take over for now. So yeah, nah, but you, she pretty much listed. So while she's on the way back in, uh, she pretty much listed 10, 10 fields, um, ten different job uh, descriptions that pretty much are going to be wiped out. So um, that's super, super duper huge for her to really highlight that. And the point that she was getting to was also when just taking a look at these these different corporate earnings. We had a good conversation last week, and um, actually on Monday. You know, we kind of closed out the show and I was asked the question of do I think bank, not bank earnings, but do I think overall earnings would be that bad for that week? And I said, nah, I think a lot of companies will actually exceed their EPSs and you'll probably see a few positive reactions for the most part. Um, after that, we saw Microsoft put up a banger. Um, and then we also saw Meta Platforms put up a banger as well, too. Um, and then Amazon uh, came in, uh, the numbers were pretty decent, but then the guidance was a little bit, they got it down. So the stock kind of lost uh, some of its steam after hours and pretty much turned negative about two bucks, but it's still in the same position pretty much that it was last week when we spoke. So for the most part, uh, you know, you have seen some companies exceed some of their expectations and a large part of that is to do, you know, the recent layoffs. That was another question, the recent layoffs. You know, a lot of these companies were able to still hit their financial goals, um, even with the recent layoffs. So I think that's super important that we highlight that, you know, as we're here, you know, here right now, um, you know, coming into, you know, coming into this this zone. Right. Um, and it's part of this time of the year when it comes to the market, um, you know, earnings season, as I said, always one of those times where I just think it's super, super duper important for us to, um, you know, pay attention and, and look at. So. What I would say, you know, for me is hearing her list the, all those different job titles as far as, um, you know, those jobs disappearing, um, you know, AI is here. And, you know, a lot of these companies are going to, you know, start operating, continue to operate at a higher efficiency level. So, you know, we highlighted that pretty much well last weekend. You know, we seen how it panned out. Yo, Meta Platforms, it did exactly what we spoke on last week here on the show, man. We saw Meta hit 240. Um, so it was beautiful. Microsoft cracked over 300. 
um, you know, the first time, you know, that we've seen Microsoft uh, crack over, you know, 300. So that was, in my opinion, that was super, super amazing to see Microsoft, you know, crack over 300 uh, for the first time in, you know, a while. We saw NVIDIA make a, you know, a, a new high today. Um, NVIDIA actually went ahead and, and made a 52-week high. So that was beautiful. So a lot of the companies that we was looking at and probably some people was looking at and saying, hey, they're a little bit scared. You know, those companies right now are actually exceeding a lot of their expectations, right? So yeah. I'm, I think we're seeing that, it, truth be told, that there was nothing really to really be afraid of, you know, but there was a lot of fear mongering that was happening, right? There was a lot of fear mongering that was happening throughout what I would say uh, the past, you know, six to 12 months where, you know, people were being told, hey, you're, this company isn't coming back. This company isn't coming back. You know, we're going to talk about the Federal Reserve. You know, what what does the Fed have on tap this week? So, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of things to unpack. But I think what we learn is that don't doubt the winners. Don't doubt these companies that like our dominant don't 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 doubt their dominance don't give them the benefit of the doubt like you know give these companies the benefit of the doubt at the end of the day the stranglehold that meta platforms has on social media is just insane so it's like when i was hearing that meta is dead i was like yo like what are these people talking about like i always pointed to when instagram went down i want to say that was like october 2021 yeah 2021 yeah because mm -hmm. i was in tampa florida it was like the first week of october 2021 i remember that um instagram was down for like six hours and you would have thought the world had ended and, and facebook too yep and facebook too. you would have yep. thought that the world had whatsapp wasn't working you would like you would have thought the world had ended the amount of text messages i got People like, hey, your Instagram working? Like, so it's like, yo, that right there was just, you know, just an example for me to understand. Like, come on, man, you guys really think this company is gonna go to the wayside and TikTok was gonna take over? Like, TikTok had a share. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, but they're not taking down Meta platforms, man. You got a stranglehold. You know, um, I'm excited to see what Apple reports this week. Um, you know, Apple has a stranglehold. They got a they got a stranglehold on everything. Apple's the best company in the world, and it's not even close, right? Not even debatable. Well, you think Apple's a lifestyle, you know? And when you take a look at, you know, when you take a look at Apple, man, um, you know, earnings this week, Apple's literally knocking on the door of becoming a three trillion dollar company again. Yeah. And I can also say to just piggyback on like the career side of Apple they didn't really do really any big layoffs. They actually stopped. Yeah. So that really what it, what it goes to show you is that they really do have their best interests at heart in terms of their employees because you have all these other big tech hitters like LinkedIn has several layoffs. These Amazon, it seems like every other day is happening, right? Over like, what is it, over 30,000 people? Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. But that CEO, like what he decided to do was not make any more money. Like he basically like stopped because he could have made a raise, right? And it would have yeah. cut all those jobs. But he put his people first and you can really I mean, that's an honorable act. So, yeah. Yeah, 100 percent. So, yeah. So that's that's pretty much our icebreaker for right now. Uh, we're pretty much going to get into the swing of things. So, um, you know, when you take a look at uh, today, um, you know, you saw JP Morgan, JPM. They ended up stepping in and actually buying uh, First Republic's bank assets. So and I want to kind of um, say so obviously JPM went up about two percent today. Um, one of the things that I would say is, is that when when I look at it, 
Um, I I look at it from this standpoint of like I, I mean it, big bank tank, little bank, right? And you know, just taking a look at the the numbers, uh, it makes sense. Like these these companies, uh, you know, see me, see me, like a bank like JPM, they're gonna absorb First Republic's banks, obviously their assets. Uh, yeah, it was like it was two point six billion. Yeah, yeah. So they're gonna absorb their assets. And so I, this is why I always kind of like when everyone's like the banking, the banking crisis, the banking crisis. We are. One, like there was never to uh, to me, I'm not saying that there, I won't say there was never a crisis, but I don't think that it was to the degree where people were drawing it up to be. I think that there were some issues, obviously some pipes busted, but it wasn't to the ability that things couldn't mm-hmm. have, like things couldn't have been fixed. And you've always seen this. Banks have bought banks forever and the big banks have always bought little banks right? The smaller banks. That's been the makeup of, you know, how this, how this thing works. Big bank take little bank. And that's exactly what you saw here today. So I think this was a good calming point. And this is exactly along the lines that I said, it would, it would happen probably around, like I said, some point in mid Q2 to Q3, the banking stuff would, would, would fizzle out. It would calm down. And here we go. JP Morgan steps in. You're not going to hear anything else about the banks that's done and over with. Banks continue to go up. JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs are probably, you know, ride out through the rest of the year and everything's smooth, right? You know, they came in and 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 pretty much, you know, bought First Republic Bank. So, you know, yeah. we we saw that today. But I have a question for you though. So are you concerned about what's happening with these commercial loans? Because if you think about it, right, mm-hmm. I think that they don't really have like the best attractive returns. And a lot of times they might have high default rates as well. So do you think that is like a concern? Yeah, I think obviously for the great question that she actually just asked. So, you know, um, especially as interest creeps up. um, And I think that's that's an important warning. uh, uh, You know, we talk about the Fed, you know, as as if interest rates, obviously, like you said, continue to creep up. And, you know, on the commercial side. Right. Things a lot of times on, on the lending side can get a little bit softer um, if, as far as, you know, affordability, you right. know, and a lot of times those defaults. So those credit defaults, I think that's an issue and a problem that I that I think um, we'll just we'll kind of just have to wait and see on. But I, I don't think it will be too much detri- detrimental. Could you see a bad quarter because of, you know, a lot of defaults? You definitely could. But I don't think in the long run it's going to be detrimental. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you gotcha. Because I know that, you know, you know, you have like low um, other loans that are fixed, you know, they can make on that. But with those um, commercial interest ones, it's going to keep going up. It's yeah. Like exactly. Better than triple loans. So, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Yep. Yep. So you got that. Um, you know, also, I would say, you know, when taking a look. At even the, on the banking side, I think, um, you know, I, I think I think I just think overall, like I think the bank that that bank narrative that was ran was like, oh, the banks are di- like the banks, the banks, the banks, the banks. Like people was like, you know, people were pulling their so many billions of dollars was being pulled in withdrawals. You know, I just yeah. think there was a lot of um, I think there was a lot of just misinformation. I think that's the best way to just sum it up. I think there was just a lot of misinformation. And I think the media preys on stuff like that, of right? Course. Like, like mm-hmm. I was reading, yeah, like not to really, um, not to really go, not to really go off topic today, but I was reading like a sports article, and um, I was just like, yo, this is just crazy. Like, just to, like I was just like the media, the and I, you know, I read a lot of you know finance articles, but today I was just reading a sports article, and you know, it was on a, a Ravens uh, outside linebacker, and. You know, I just looked at just how like be it like for me, I'm able to read and see through it. But somebody else might have just only read the first paragraph. Right. 
And the Ravens pretty much declined to sign a rookie to an extension, right? And it was like, they was basically in the article saying the rookie failed to live up to expectations. But meanwhile, that same rookie, they put at the end of the article is like the second to last sentence. But this rookie had you know, X amount of sacks, X amount of passes defended, X amount of tackles. I think it was like 300 tackles. Um, I think they had a few interceptions and they had like over 20, I think it was like over 15 sacks. And he was only one of three people to have done that since 2020. So only only one of three players in the NFL to have done that. But in the, in this whole article, you're talking about how much this person didn't live up to the expectations. But he was leading in all of these different categories. So that's why I just say it's just like it's like, yo, sometimes you have to really vet who's writing this stuff or who's on TV talking about this stuff, mm -hmm. because what that there a lot of times their opinion is not objective and they can run with a storyline and narrative that really just isn't true. So, you know, I think we saw that we saw that play out today. JPM, um, you know, JPM made a bold move buying First Republic Bank. So. Um, you know, I think that, like I said, you could pretty much put that to bed. But one thing that you can't put to bed is the Fed. The Fed never goes to bed. I think that's a good saying. The Fed never goes to bed. So one thing you can't put to bed is the Fed, man. Um, so it's Federal Reserve Week. I also, uh, TR, it is, um, you know, Employment Week as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we do have the employment numbers reports that come out. Yeah. Um, and the Federal Reserve has illustrated many of times that they take a look at those employment numbers before, you know, part of their, you know, ability to make interest rate decisions come right. based off off those numbers. So anything that um on, on your side that you mm -hmm. that kind of expecting this week, if anything, to come out? Yeah, well, I think that I mean, although long term is looking very murky. Short yeah. term, that we're still seeing a positive lift because there were so many more jobs that came out of April. So I'm excited to see like what, how that would transition yeah. um, because that, that number was way, it was like over 200,000 more versus what it was in March. So we, it is positive there. Yeah. But the one thing I will say is what people need to pay attention to is if we ever do get a part of a labor shortage, all of this has a trickle effect, right? That's going to hurt production. That's going to hurt transportation. That's going to hurt supply, like supply chain. And so yeah. with all of that was going to do is it's going to make the cost of doing business even more, which means it's going to, you know, we're going to feel all of this. I feel yeah. like sometimes, especially, I don't know, I just feel like sometimes we're we're like on like a hamster wheel of death. I hate to say it like that, but that's what it feels like sometimes because with these interest rates are going so higher, people made the goal to credit higher interest rates. It's like a never ending cycle, I guess. Mm -hmm. So it is a little it is a little bit murky. Um, on their end, but yeah, but I do know that in terms of oil and gas, they put out like an additional 10,000 jobs this week alone. So oil and gas is definitely going to up and up. And so is the environment sustainability. I can't stress this enough. I really think y'all should start investing in this for real, like for real. Yeah. Green is going to be the way for sure. So mm -hmm. yeah, but I'm excited to see what these numbers are this week. For sure. Yeah. So I also think, um, nah, so, so great. Really, 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 really great. Um, you know, this week, you know, the federal reserve, obviously they're taking in those employment numbers, but I think this week is a big week for the fed. I, I, honestly, anytime the fed speaks is a big week anyways, but you know, this week, I think the fed needs to, the fed, uh, what the market is really looking for. The market is, is looking for the fed to say, Hey, we're going to raise interest rates again here, but this is it. This is, this is it. I will hope so. It's been 10 times. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the, the market is looking for an end, right? <laughs> it, now, will it, will the Fed give an end? I, I, I don't know. Right. I so. 
But that's what I can tell you. The market is looking, really looking for now. All right. When is the when is the rate hikes actually going to stop? Right. That's what the market is, is really looking for this week. And I, I want to really hammer that point home is because, you know, I think this week is really going to decide, like I said, um, you know, what people are looking at next. And I think I don't believe that there's a lot of fear that's in the market. Um, I, I don't believe I, I, I don't believe that there's a lot of fear in the market at all. I'm looking at the VIX. If you take a look at the VIX, the VIX, you know, hit 15. So fear has definitely left the market. Um, I think people, I think the SPY has a capability to, um, I, and I was talking about this last week as well. I think the SPY and the QQQ both have capabilities to, to go up, you know, another five to 10% even this summer. Um, and I, looking at it, I, I, I see a pathway higher for you know, names like a Microsoft, obviously, and names like an Apple. I think Apple's going to go back to being a $3 trillion company. Um, you know, I really, really believe, um, you know, that these companies are these companies are going to go back to all-time highs sooner rather than later. I think that the dust is starting to settle on some of the narratives, and that's why I talked about the media, right? Notice why the media was feeding all of that garbage and all of that BS. No, pay attention to the movement of the stock prices, please. Pay attention to the movement of the banks, right? All in March, you heard bank, 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 bank. And then in April, no one's talking about it. JP Morgan buys First Republic Bank. And you see, you know, you've seen the banks pretty much just be fine. You've also seen, I'm excited to see AMD earnings tomorrow. Like we talked about earlier, Apple's coming out this week as well, too. So I'm excited to see more of these companies report to put these narratives to bed. And institutions are buying, right? They are not. They, like you can see it point blank period on the charts. Like we're not going, the, the spy is not falling. The QQQ is not falling. Yeah, they might not be going to hitting all-time highs, yeah. right? But what you're seeing is 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 a, a small, slight moves higher. It's the market is pacing, pacing itself. And before we know it, the market itself, right? Maybe not this year, right? But before we know it, the market will be back at all time highs. The same way certain companies are already knocking that. Like, pay attention. The yeah. spy is not even nowhere near an all time high. But Apple is already knocking on an all time high again. Microsoft is trying to get back to an all time high. So looking at those, like paying attention to those little things and those little details, you know, really go a long way. So the warning of the Fed, right? Um, you know, I think the 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 CPI reports have become. Um, I won't say irrelevant, but um, even people are kind of immune to the CPI reports for right now, right? Where they're not as interested. People want to get answers as to, okay, how high will the Fed take interest rates? The Fed has not budged in the past in the past six, seven, eight meetings over how high they're willing to take it, right? They're like, yo, we're going to keep pushing this thing until we see some results. Um, and I, 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 overall, like if you really just look at I, I don't take what people are saying. I, I look at the charts and I look at the numbers to base, okay, what is the results of what were the what was the thought processes? So for me, it's like, okay, no, I don't think anybody, in my opinion, is really that mad that the Federal Reserve has raised interest rates as much as they have, right? Um, and the reason why I say that is you could just take a look at um, certain stock prices and you could take a look at uh, certain areas of the economy. And, and I would say, I don't think that everyone is as mad. I think there's certain parts of the economy that obviously have been hurt 
because of those interest rates being increased. I was, I was, I was just about to say that because y'all, I know honestly, real wages are getting hurt. Okay. They're declining as soon as like much as this inflation rate is going up. Yeah. It's a lot. It's just really scary right now. I think because I know that they can't keep up. It, it's just a lot. It's just a lot that I really feel for these families. Yeah. I, mean, I really do feel for them because you already think about it, right? You got the cost of living is going up, but like the wages, right? They're just saying the same. I feel like they're back in the nineties. It kind of feels like that. Right. But these prices keep going up car notes over a thousand dollars like you know to me the math is not mathing right now like and i'm also just curious to see like really where's this dollar gonna go just i'm just curious like would that have an effect yeah so i mean here here's my here's my thought on it i mean and here's my here's here's i guess here's what i would say right um yeah. it just it, it becomes a battle of wants and needs though too all right because when you say a thousand dollar car note that's not necessarily something that someone right. that's not necessarily something that someone needs that may be something that someone wants but it might not yeah. necessarily be a need though yeah. uh, and and that's where i just think that's where you got where 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 you differentiate what you want versus what you need um and i think it comes down to as well especially for for mortgages i think that's the biggest place where people have gotten hit the most right for the most part because mortgage qualification right i think that's probably one of the biggest areas not not maybe not the biggest but probably one one of the biggest uh, yeah um um is mortgage qualification and you know these companies right a lot of these banks they do not want to lend to black people to buy homes and i'll say that point blank period have no problem going to any financial institution and saying it because the data's there right yeah, um, from like decades ago. Correct. Exactly. They strategically, like if we if we even want to get into the FHA, you know, um, you know, the FHA when they first um, you know, when they first started uh, you know, uh, giving loans out when the FHA, they weren't um giving it to black people. So right. we can just even start there. So when people talk about real estate and and black people owning real estate, um, you know, it's extremely been it's extremely been tough. For black people to even get into real estate and qualify for real estate, um, you know, even from time and time, time again and time ago. Right. Um, and then even into today now, you know, when you talk about uh, real wages, um, yeah. that's also something that's, you know, happening as well to price people out from being able to, you know, actually buy a home because the qualifications, um, right. the qualifications, they don't they don't want to um they don't want to they a lot of these a lot of these companies and it's on record wells fargo was indicted they had to pay fines for things like this right exactly where they were where they were denying black people on purpose from getting out from not just how housing loans car loans all, all types of of so all this stuff is documented that you know i'm saying right now so you know i look at it from i look at it from that standpoint um you know you bring up a valuable point uh, you know, these tech companies, certain tech companies have definitely been hit. Cost of capital has increased. So, uh, you know, you take a look at some of the private equity markets, you know, cost of capital has increased. So a lot of a lot of different variables uh, to play out. But I think the market, like I said, markets be just fine, man. Don't listen to narratives that people are running where, you know, everything's crashing and burning and, yeah. you know, it's over with. I think that's where, you know, the danger comes in is where, you know, people are just listening, you know, to people just because, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. No, I, I could totally feel that. And I know what's also interesting, well, what really didn't help is that, if you all remember, 
50 million people quit their jobs in 2022. Mm -hmm. You had over close to a million in America that did pass away during the pandemic. So I know that's also impacting in terms of like this labor shortage. But yeah. as you mentioned before, people still have time, right? They want to get out of these jobs. They want to go full time with their business. Like now is the time for y'all to think smarter, not harder. Okay. No. Get ahead of everything. Get, get your finances together. Just all of that. I can't stress this enough because whether we're not, I don't know if we're going to have like a really hard recession or not, but we know it's coming. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, I would just say like for you all to um get ahead. That's it. Get ahead. Yep. Ahead of the curve, one hundred percent. So yeah, nah. Um, you know, so for me, um, you know, I feel like just even touching back on the point of you know the Federal Reserve. You had the meeting at two at two thirty. Um, mm -hmm. at the press conference, the interest rate decision, twenty five basis point move. Um, you know, that's pretty much priced in. Uh, you're not gonna see, in my opinion, you're not gonna see a real downside movement on the market. Yeah. Um, the interest rate move is already priced into the market. Everyone's expecting it. Um, obviously, guidance is key as always. You know, what are they looking to do over the next couple of interest rate meetings? That's that's going to be, you know, the bread and butter of it. So it comes down to it. So, um, you know, that's uh, we'll come back to the Fed in a second. Mm -hmm. But I want to talk about NVIDIA today. So NVIDIA hit a 52-week high. Um, so let me go ahead and um, share my screen real quick. So NVIDIA hit a 52-week high. So that was that was fire, 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 fire that NVIDIA hit a two, uh, 52 week high. So, you know, I talked about and I was looking at Tesla here. Um, so come here. So NVIDIA hit a 52 week high today, came right here to my level, uh, came right above 287. So what I was telling people, um, for those that uh, tapped into my IG lives as well i was on ig live last night i was telling people that there was a bull flag pattern that was actually forming here on the weekly time frame so we had a pole here this is our pole then this is our flag it was just like a flag you would see outside blowing mm -hmm. right blowing in the wind so this is your pole and this is your flag so this this took about you know about two months this was like a two-month setup and then today, as we broke out of this flag, this is a breakout pattern. Price actually rallied above the 280 level, 280.64, and price broke up, um, went up to the upside. So to be honest with you, NVIDIA was the one stock, one of the few stocks today that actually ended the day positive. So, you That's know, awesome. a beautiful, beautiful breakout move, you know, happening here on NVIDIA. Let's go here to the one month just to show people, right? Um, so if you're taking a look at NVIDIA, right? Um, there's not much from its all-time high, man. Like, I know, like sixty dollars is nothing for Nvidia when it's on fire. So I want to make that very, very clear. Nvidia is going to hit all-time high this summer. It's happening. It's coming. It is going back to break a all-time high this summer. It's three fifty, three forty. It's going to be tested. It's going to be tested. It has the momentum right now, right? It has that momentum right now. It's going to need to get above levels like, um, you know, two ninety-seven next. So I'll be able to pull my my levels out from here now. So it's going to need to get over 297, then 305.88, 316.08, and then after that, 327. So just pay attention to, to, to those levels on the video. Um, I think it's going to be super, super uh, important to watch out for. So you got the video. I want you to watch that all-time high, another 60 points. Now, Apple. Notice as I flip to Apple here, it's doing the same thing. It's setting up nice here on, on the monthly time frame. So let's knock it down here to the weekly. So if you're taking a look on Apple, mm -hmm. you know, almost its highest level since August 15th of last year. 
Wow. So that's about eight months um, since it's been kind of almost pretty much at this point. So Apple's all-time high is right here at 183. I'm in belief this week, obviously with earnings, we'll have to see what happens. But Apple, I believe it will get a positive reaction. And I think it's going to try to test 180. I think if it gets over 174, it's going to try to test 180. So keep that on the mind. Apple, you're going to hear talk about them becoming a $3 trillion company again. That is a spoiler, not a prediction. Shout out to my guy, Paul Heyman, for those that know who Paul Heyman is. <laughs> but um, uh, we're going to keep the show rolling. I want to show a few more um, just to kind of give, give you guys some just uh, thought process uh, just for you to just pretty much pay attention to and watch out for it. Microsoft, um, obviously, you know, to, it's been smacking its head right here at 308, 309. Um, you know, it needs to get back above like 315. Um, and then after that, I think it's it's on its way to, you know, making a all time high. So I would just keep that. Uh, I would just keep that in mind, guys, um, when taking a look <clears throat> pretty much here at Microsoft. Uh, it's definitely got more upside, uh, more ways to go. Um, so just keep just keep your eyes peeled on that. And um, yeah, I'm super excited for what's to come with Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, next earnings season, uh, we'll see where they're at. Mm -hmm. From a stock price perspective, this thing is ready and prime for a breakout. So, you know. Oh, you pause really quickly. Pause really quickly. Pause, pause, pause. Right. Well, listen, are you aware of like, what's going on with Apple with like that patent case? Like, do you think nah. that that's going to have like, um, an impact? So, but what are you? Um, so, like, basically, there's an issue. I think it's like Macismo, like, um, with, with like the Apple Watches. So it's um, hold on, let me pull this up. Pull this up. Um, so yeah, so like right now, there's a patent battle between like, a, Apple and Microsoft. It's in um, it's the Macismo stock. Macismo stock. Macismo stock. Macismo. I haven't, I haven't heard it. I haven't, I, I have to research that. Yeah. Well, I mean, all this happened back in 2021. So, I mean, it's still getting like, back out. Import, it's basically the, right now. Yeah. They're I, trying to ban like the imports. That's basically what's happening. Yeah. I, here's my thing. Anytime anything happens with a big company, I never, re here's my thing with Apple. Anytime you're a big dog, everybody tries to come after you. Um, and usually what happens is settlements. Um, I think we could point to even Qualcomm and Apple. Um, you know, those, for those that don't know, you know, Qualcomm and Apple had a, uh, I would say, yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was a 10 year kind of drag out over patents and certain things. So those type of things happen all the time. Um, I don't ever really look at them as necessarily, you know, things to kind of necessarily make things super bad. Um, it's just at that when you're doing business at that level, those things are kind of just gonna happen. And um, you pay you pay the lawyers, you pay the accountants. That's what you pay them big bucks to get that stuff pretty much taken care of. So I think everything will be fine with them, in my opinion. Nothing, nothing too bad. Like I don't I don't have any doubts when it comes to these companies. When it comes to Microsoft, when it comes to Apple, hell, if these companies fail, trust me, I'm worried about more than <laughs> at that point those companies failing because. Um, it's just infrastructure is just too big at this point. So yeah. Gotcha. No, that makes sense. Yeah, Tesla could fail and the world would be just fine. And you guys know I love Tesla. I like Tesla. Um, I believe in Tesla, but I'll be honest with you, right? Um, Tesla's not uh, necessarily a need, right? Um, and Tesla could could fail and the world would be just fine. Um, and that isn't to say anything negative about Tesla, but it's just the reality. I love Tesla, I like Tesla a lot. 
Um, but can we say that if the company, like if you, if like, I want people to think if Apple was to drop right now, done, there would be some serious issues in the world. Microsoft was to drop right now, be done serious issues in the world. Um, if, 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 um, if Walmarts and targets weren't to open up tomorrow, trust me, there'd be some issues. If hell, if McDonald's didn't open up tomorrow, <laughs> there'd be some issues. So, um, you know, that that's kind of the way I, I look at certain things, you know, a lot of times. And I, I think some I think sometimes this information that gets put out, you know, I think sometimes, you know, people people look at it and it's all about it's it's really all about fear. It's, it's really all about fear gauging. So, yeah, now that makes sense. Yeah. We're going to um, come here. I want to um, actually pull up AMD. So, uh, so AMD actually uh, here in 2021 made an all-time high of 163. Currently has earnings. Um, it'd be interesting to see if AMD can reclaim the 100 level. That's where it's had issues in the past. Obviously, mid-August here and then mid-March, um, it made its way to 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 over one over 100. So, I'm looking forward to uh, being able to see you know what happens uh, you know next here um on ticker amd um so if it can get back it this this week obviously with earnings tomorrow um it's going to be super super duper important to see amd perform well so i'm excited to see what uh you know what happens and what turns out but um you know that's where that's where i'm at with it for ticker am dizzle um so yeah that's where that's where we're at with it so amd has earnings and um yeah uh, that's that's where we're, that's where a part of our focus will be for tomorrow is um you know all eyes on amd so looking for a reclaim of maybe 102 um you know it's currently at 89 uh it's a little ten dollar move uh maybe probably won't happen on the earnings report because amd doesn't have really that much average movement on a on a day-to-day -day basis but yeah those are that's what i'm pretty much watching and, and paying attention to here right now i'm gonna pull up the spy and the qqq to kind of show and highlight what i was speaking about earlier so here here we are right we're pretty much in the fifth inning um, this year, right? Already, pretty much in the fifth in the fifth inning. Um, even though we're not at the halfway point, and you'll kind of see over the next, uh, probably over the next few episodes, you probably see why I'm saying the fifth inning. But when you see here right now at 4:15, we're talking about the spy has an opportunity to get above 4:22 and then test 4:27. Like the spy is at such a critical point here right now. It's at that high of January 30th this year. It is at a critical point. So it really needs to break out. It really needs to start going to 422, 427. Those things start to happen. That's where you're going to start to see more buyers come in. And the selling obviously has really calmed down for the most part, right? Um, the selling has really calmed down for the most part. So this, as this chart starts to fill out, Etc. You know, coming into um, you know, uh, you know, 2024. Like, where is this? Where is the spy heading? Where is the QQQ heading? You know, these these are things that I want people to you know be obviously you always want to. These are your top two things to always look at. The high of the Nasdaq is 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 uh you know up here in the early 400s. So yes, we need to see it clear and get right now. It's currently QQQ is currently at 322. So the momentum is kind of shifting, like I said, more to the upside. So just kind of pay attention to that as we if we start to see higher highs and higher lows start to be formed more and more. So I want to uh, keep people eyes peeled on the T triple Q. We talked about that before three times lever ETF for the NASDAQ. 
low of last year, 16. It is already almost a up a hundred percent this year, right? Since the you know be, uh, beginning of the year, it started off at sixteen dollars. Currently at twenty eight, it is three times leverage. So when the QQQ, what I just showed you, goes up, right? Uh, you know this goes up, and for every one percent the QQQ goes up, this is going to go up three percent of that, right? So you're going to get three X, right, to the upside, but also three X to the downside. So if the QQQ falls. 1%, this will be down 3%. But if the QQQ goes up 1%, this will be up 3%. So, you know, keep that in mind that even here at 28, this is equivalent if this is equivalent to 405 on the QQQ. The 90 right here, the this 90 uh about 91 all-time high here is equivalent to the QQQ going back to 408. So, if you're to buy the TQQ here at $28 and it goes to 90, that is a 300% return. But if you buy the QQQ at 322 and it goes to 408, that's about a 20, that's about, you know, a 25% type return. So, you know, just keep that in mind when you're thinking about, you know, the positions that, you know, when you think about the positions that you're taking, um, you know, keep that really, 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 really keep that in mind, um, guys and folks here. So wanted to uh, wanted to say that, um, you know, for you guys here. So, uh, yeah, that's that's that. So, yeah. Uh, Lawrence, can you check out Lyft? Because I know they also had layoffs a couple of days ago. I'm just curious to see what that um, what they're looking like. <laughs> Lyft's been trash since they ever became publicly <laughs> traded. Um, Lyft is garbage. Um, and you can see here expressed by the stock price. Oh, my ever God. Ever publicly traded. It has never traded at its opening day price. It is mm -hmm. garbage. So, um, yeah, Lyft is currently at 10 bucks here. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, hold on. Um, I think Lyft has... I'm not gonna say I just want to verify. I believe Lyft has earnings. I thought I saw them on the earnings list. Let me just see. Um, they were up three percent today. Yeah, they have earnings on Thursday after hours. Um, so yeah, I'm right. They have earnings on Thursday after hours, but uh yeah, Lyft uh probably is on somebody's acquisition list. So we'll see if they get acquired. But yeah, Lyft is hot garbage. Um, you know, great ride share app if you want to get a ride. Pretty good, but from a stock price perspective and what it's returned to investors, well, it hasn't returned anything to investors, so um, it's garbage. So, yeah, that's my take on Lyft. Yep. Thanks for that. I was just curious. Yeah, nah, yeah, no issues. So, yep. So, you know, that was, uh, you know, that's what um, I wanted to, uh, you know, pretty much, you know, share, um, you know, here pretty much tonight. Like I said, so we got the Federal Reserve on Wednesday at, at 2.30 p.m., you know, expect Jerome Powell to go up to the podium and, you know, do what Jerome Powell does. The Federal Reserve has decided to raise interest rates 25 basis points. Uh, we decided to keep interest rates uh, here for, for now. We're going to raise interest rates 25 basis points this quarter. Um, future rate hikes, uh, we're not too sure yet. Please, I cannot. Please. <laughs> That's exactly what he's going to say. That's exactly what he's going to do. Um, and... Sorry, that took me out. When the reporter asked him the question, uh, you guys just, you know, the, the Federal Reserve, we take all those things into account. So when we sit down at the table and we make our decisions, we take all those things into account. Next question, please. So that's what Paula does. Um, you know, that's exactly uh, that's exactly what to expect, man. So, you know, if you're trading during that time period, man, it's going to be volatile. So 
obviously anytime the federal reserve speaks um it's volatile so man you know i think uh you know it's a great segue to pretty much wrap this thing up yeah um you know great obviously like i said uh quiet day on, on wall street for the most part um you saw a little bit of downside action but for the most part it's pretty quiet pretty flat and the video went up like 10 11 points outside of that nothing pretty much really happened federal reserve is coming adp employment wednesday unemployment rate friday right. apple earnings so man you know shout out we're here may 1st fifth uh fifth month already here so fifth month already here in the building so super super like i said super duper excited so Y'all know what it is, man. So another episode here of Monday Night Take here with my co-host T.R. Swain. Hey, you guys. Uh, I'll be sure to just go out there and execute, man. Go out there and execute. Um, So you know what it is. So we'll see you guys next week. And, um, you know, we thank you guys for tonight. So peace All out. Right, you know, have a productive day on purpose. Bye. Yep.